good morning. Welcome to our weekly podcast, Tea Time with Tommy, where we take a few minutes, share a cup of tea together, and we are hopefully able to gain some encouragement as we look at different scriptures and devotional thoughts. Today's podcast is brought to you by Spring Fancy Green and White Tea Blend from Artful Tea, a light, fruity tea that's perfect for spring and great year-round. This tea blends green and white tea leaves with papaya, pineapple, rose petals, strawberry pieces, and passion fruit for a mellow, tropical tea that's bursting with flavor. So sit back with your cup of tea and let's relax together for a few minutes as we see where this week's podcast will take us. Good morning, a warm teacup welcome to everyone who's tuning in with us again this week. Truly a blessing as we have been going through the book of Ruth and Today we come to the fourth chapter, and as we come to the end of the story of Ruth the Moabite, she's endured quite a lot after departing from her home. But throughout, we've been reminded of the key theme of Ruth, redemption. In Hebrew, the word redeem is ja'ah, redeemer is joel, and redemption there is some form of that word in Hebrew that appears 23 times in these four chapters of Ruth. We've mentioned it countless times in our discussions, but that kinsman redeemer. Well, what is a kinsman redeemer? Well, for the Israelite nation, the kinsman redeemer is a male relative who according to various laws found in the Pentateuch, had the privilege or responsibility, I guess according to how they looked at it, to act on behalf of a relative who had become in trouble, who had faced danger, or was now in need. Ruth chapter 4 is all about redemption. Now for you and I as Christians... The status of our redemption is always and forevermore in the past tense. We have been redeemed. It is a finished work. It is a completed work, and nothing will ever change that. Christ has purchased us from our place of slavery to sin, Satan, and the world. But as we live our lives, there's an ongoing practical redemption daily in which even though being freed from the penalty of sin, we're still being delivered from the power of sin that has a hold in our lives as we live here on earth in the corruptible bodies. In this final chapter of Ruth, she finds herself in a, in a type of predicament where there's a conflict over where exactly her redemption will come from. Today I'm going to read the first six verses of the fourth chapter. Ruth chapter 4, verses 1 through 6. Now Boaz went up to the gate and sat down there. And behold, the close relative of whom Boaz had spoken came by. So Boaz said, Come aside, friend, sit down here. And so he came aside and sat down. And he took ten men of the elders of the city and said, Sit down here. And so they sat down. Then he said to the close relative, Naomi, who has come back from the country of Moab, sold the piece of land which belonged to our brother Elimelech 
And I thought to inform you, saying, Buy it back in the presence of the inhabitants and the elders of my people. If you will redeem it, redeem it. But if you will not redeem it, then tell me that I may know, for there is no one but you to redeem it, and I am next after you. And he said, I will redeem it. And then Boaz said, On the day you buy the field from the hand of Naomi, you must also buy it from Ruth the Moabitess, the wife of the dead, to perpetuate the name of the dead through his inheritance. And the close relative said, I cannot redeem it for myself, lest I ruin my own inheritance. You redeem my right of redemption for yourself, for I cannot redeem it. Now in this chapter, we find Boaz waiting at the city gate for this relative. This closer relative uh, was the one who had the first right to act as the kinsman redeemer that he had spoken to uh, Ruth about. And when this relative arrived, Boaz sat down with him and discussed the situation of Ruth and Naomi. I think it's important to point out again the wisdom that we've continued to see in Boaz. He began with the discussion of the physical property of Elimelech, who at his death had no living heirs, and that physical property would then be sold to the nearest relative. His kinsman agreed to redeem the land of Elimelech. It was only then that Boaz added, and on that day you buy the field from Naomi, you must also buy it from Ruth the Moabitess. So, in other words, Boaz was telling his relative that on the day you redeem the property for Elimelech, you're also going to gain Ruth as your wife. Now, land was one issue. Even in our society today, land's one issue. But for the Israelite people, land was an issue. But the next of kin was not willing to take a new wife in the process, stating that it was going to cause him to ruin his own inheritance. And it's because of that refusal that allowed that right of redemption to pass on to the next kinsman, who happened to be Boaz. Now, as we've continued walking through Ruth, it is a clear uh, understanding that Nothing in this book, or any book of the Bible for that matter, happens by chance. On the very next day that Boaz had uh, spoken to Ruth the night before, that next of kin happens to pass by the gate where Boaz has sat down. All of these things are because of the hand of God. I wonder if Ruth had been present for these for the Israelites, a legal proceeding at the gate with these elders who were seated and listening. I wonder how her heart might have sunk as this man with the first right announces that he was going to claim Elimelech's land. And then Boaz reminding him that Ruth goes along with the land, he then consequently changed his mind. Would her hope have risen? What accounted for this change of mind, really? I mean, he shared that I cannot redeem it without damaging my own inheritance, again in verse 6. But was that really a good excuse? Who really knows? But what we do know is that it was enough for Boaz. The case could easily have gone the other way, but the outcome being predestined by the Lord, guided by His hand from the very beginning. Looking at the big picture of Ruth, 
I think we can see that smaller picture of Christ, our kinsman redeemer. As believers, how secure we are in the promise of God to us. 1 Peter chapter 1, beginning with verse 3, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance that is incorruptible and undefiled and that does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. Our inheritance, our abundance, our blessings from that kinsman redeemer is through Christ Jesus and it is incorruptible. There's nothing that can separate us from God our Father. And there's nothing that can destroy that inheritance because it has been sealed forever by God Almighty Himself. As believers, we each have an inheritance reserved for us specifically in heaven. And it's kept by His holy hand. This is the inheritance that we receive when we fall on our face by faith. We surrender to the call of His Holy Spirit and His salvation. And His eternal grace captures us and we find redemption. Be encouraged today. Jia'ula, Hebrew redemption from Yeshua. Thank you so much for joining us on this week's podcast. Today we hit hard the key theme of Ruth, redemption. Throughout the book of Ruth so far, we have seen and been reminded that nothing happens by chance. God lined everything up and guided everything according to his plan for Ruth and Naomi and even Boaz. In fact, he continues to work together all things for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. God has provided us our own kinsman redeemer in Jesus. As a result, our inheritance, our abundance, and our blessings are incorruptible in Christ Jesus. What a promise. We look forward to spending time with you next week, but until then, may your cup overflow with his blessings.